The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. Well, we're in a series called Impact Makers, and I want to get right into it because i got a lot that I want to talk about. But you were, were, were called to make an impact in your DNA. The Bible says in Genesis that we were created in the image of God. God's image, God God is a creator, God is a thinker, God is a sustainer. What God does is he reproduces. God is a God of use. Everything that God does and that everything that God will do and has done always works. That represent, that's inside you. I don't know about you, but there should be, and I'm talking about maybe before adversity, maybe when you were a child, but come on, you had ideas and dreams and thoughts, and you know how it is, reality sets in, and uh, things happen, and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull that one off, you know, but, but, but there was a time when, hey, I, I believe that if the ball comes and I swing, I have a pretty good chance of Hitting a home run. Now it's like we get a little bit older, and, and in two weeks, I'm going to be 41. I'm going to be 41. Uh, and, and I'm actually cool with it. But it's like now I see people in life hitting, and it's like they're just hoping not to get out. Oh, just, if I can just make it to base, God, just make it to base. I don't, want to make it. I don't even care if I make it home. I just want to make it to base. I don't want to look like a failure. Just God, give me. Angels, usher me to home. First base. Just please. <laughs> But when we used to think, man, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, this thing, watch, everybody's going to be in the stand, I'm going to point it out, everybody's going to be like, ah, I'm like, I know, you know, and, and, and as we get a little bit older in life, we've, we, we move from being an impact maker to just watching other people making impacts and being obsessed with everybody's highlights. You know, and, and, and so we live vicariously through Instagram or Facebook. Oh, aren't they a great family? Oh, aren't they? But you didn't see them like, you know, this morning at six when they burnt the bacon. You, you, you didn't see them. You didn't see them last night. And it's very easy for us to think maybe I can't make the impact I'm supposed to make. In, in Romans 1.20, it says that from cre- the creation of the world, the invisible things of him have clearly been seen, being understood through the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead can be witnessed and we are all without excuse. There is something in all of us, no matter how dark culture gets, no matter what laws we pass, no matter what happens, come on, there's something in you that makes you feel like I'm not an accident. I'm not an accident. There is something in me. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. But, but I, I feel like this was not just an explosion and, I, and I'm lucky to even have life. But I have a gift. And what am I going to do with this gift? You know, I'll tell you this. Uh, you were created with purpose, destiny. You were created with the ability to have vision for your life. And there are moments when you can get discouraged. I don't know if anybody's ever been discouraged. Don't raise your hand. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's easy. And I came to speak to someone today 
that maybe you've forgotten who you could be and you're allowing your adversity to define you. Can I tell you that you're more than your scars? You're more than your scars. You're more than the hard times. Your, your scars tell a story, but they tell a story about how you overcame. They're not just open wounds. Can I tell you that we're sitting around a lot of people that this moment or that moment should have just ruined their life. We're sitting around people that if someone found out, if someone, come on, everybody has a story where, thank God, you know, everybody has a, we're sitting around people that are just trying to move forward. And today I want to talk about a thought that I want our church members to have. And the thought is, I will thrive in this life, not just in heaven, not just when I see the glory cloud, not just in the sweet by and by, but right here, I'm going to thrive here today, tomorrow, next week, in my family, with my kids, in my business, in my singleness. And I'm going to thrive no matter where I'm at, no matter where God has me, I will thrive. I'm going to win at life because God created me to win, not to lose. In Psalms 34, verse 4, it says this, that I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my, what? Fears. This is David writing this. David, what fear does David have? He was anointed in, in front of his, all, all of his brothers. He, he was called out. He killed Goliath. This dude is, is the man. You know, he's bigger than American Idol. This dude is the, is the man. But yet David would have fears. David, and it's like the church, we so preach faith that we never take time to go, you know what, we probably have fears. And I understand that faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But we've got to deal with the fears that hinder us. We've got to talk about and deal. Paul says that there will be struggles in our life. Not just struggles against the world or the flesh, but against invisible powers. And these, these, this struggle is against us to keep us from being all that God has called us to be. And it's very important that we face the hardness of life straightforward because if not we'll back up and we'll get in a posture where we begin to wait on someone else to intervene or we'll wait on God to intervene or we'll wait on but God give gave us the power to have dominion over this thing and so when we move forward it it comes from the health that's inside us I'm going to thrive. I, I, it's a choice that I'm going to make and I'm going to thrive. Now, that doesn't mean every day will be a five-star day. It doesn't mean that every day I'm going to get an awesome comment on Yelp. It doesn't mean that every day. But, but it does mean that, you know what? I refuse to be defeated. I refuse to be defeated. There was a, a, a story where um, the, the devil was going to put all of his tools up for sale. And uh, on this particular day, he puts all these tools out and, and, and he sells um, uh, all of his terrible, evil, horrible um, 
treacherous instruments that he uses to torment people. And they were out for public inspection. And on the table was hatred and envy and jealousy and deceit and lying and lust and, and, and so on. But laid apart from the table on another table was a tool that was worn out and ratty. It, it looked like it had been used way above all the other tools. And someone came up and, and asked the devil, what, what, what is that tool? What, what tool is that? And the devil said, oh, that's my favorite tool. Well, but what tool is it? That's the tool that I use when I can't hook in with all these other tools. The tool on that table is the tool of discouragement. And what happens is, when I cannot get them with jealousy or pride or lust or deceit, I can usually get everyone with discouragement. You know, the reality is this, that God has created us to move forward, but the devil has a tool of discouragement, and many people don't realize his scheme. Life is full of discouraging circumstances. And even the most blessed, most successful, most spiritually mature face moments and constant discouragement and disappointment. And how do we deal with that? Today, my hope is that you would thrive, that you, by the end of this sermon, you would be saying to yourself, I will thrive, and there's not any buts or hesitations. I can thrive, but I can thrive. Well, you know, that's a good word, preacher. Good word. But you don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstance. You don't know where I'm at. Listen, let me tell you this. If we're going to thrive, we're going to have to honestly face the things in our life and realize that there could be some problem areas and not discount them, but deal with them. Listen, we have to acknowledge the fact that we need help. If, we can't, if, we, if, if you don't need help, then guess what? You're going to come in and listen to the word, but you're going to do it because that's what good people do, not because you need it. Come on, I don't know about you, but my wife, I didn't drink a lot of water growing up. But, but I met my wife, and, and she uh, likes to do things whole food style. And so she introduced me to this concept of water. And, she, and, and, and I was very, listen, I was very, I had a, my doctorate degree in Dr. Pepper. And so I, 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 when she said, are you thirsty? I said, yes. And she would hand me this clear-like substance that was tasteless, odorless. And she was like, this is good for you. And I said, but this is better. And, and, and she said, well, this will keep you alive, but this is what the doctor ordered. She said, but, 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 but you're dehydrated. And I'm like, okay, bye. But now, now it's, it's weird. I, I can go, and I don't know if you're like this, but I can feel when I need water. You know? And, and so I do a lot of Gatorades. I don't do much Dr. Pepper now, but... Uh, change me uh, but but I can feel my mouth when I need some wa water and, and here's the thing for you are you in a place where you can feel you know what I need a little hope in my life 
I need a little, you know what, I need a little something here that I'm a little, I'm not a part, I'm a little, you know, I, I've been drinking on some other thoughts here and I need some hope that put in my life that, you know what, my best days are ahead. You know what, there are good things for me, that God has not left me and he will not forsake me. And you know what, I can and I will thrive. Yeah. I will thrive. We need to acknowledge that we need help. You need some water. You know what, we, we need to and get help from others. That's why we do life group. And I realize that there may be some in this group that, that, that your, your friend quota is full. You know what I'm saying? You already got the cool kid table filled. But, but, but for most of us, I, we never know. When there's a day when we're going to need someone to be at the hospital with us, that we're going to need someone to pray for our children, that we're going to need someone to pray for our spouse, we're going to need someone to be there and come on. That's why we do these life groups, because we can't do it on our own. The Bible says that no man is an island. That's why we do these. I don't know about church people. They're weird. They are. but I don't know about any people. You can't control what anybody says. At any moment, people can be weird or goofy. Or, but I have to love those people anyway. That's my start as a Christian. That's why we do life groups. Listen, we, we got to obey. And, and listen, a lot of us want to agree, but ain't nobody want to obey. Yes, oh, that's good. We should do that. Oh, man, that'll really help you. We're going to do it now. Oh, man, Woo, I'm telling you, yes, amen, preacher, let's read the word, let's do what it says. All right, when are you? Oh, man, I'm pretty busy this week. <laughs> okay? We, we got we to gotta be people who actually live it and do it. Real quickly, I want to break down the story of Joseph for us, and I want to pull out some thoughts that I feel like made him an impact maker. Joseph, the son of Jacob, and you can look through the story begins in Genesis chapter 37, and it's amazing how many chapters are on this. You know, it's like, okay, we do a lot of chapters on Joseph, but can I get like 12 chapters on marriage? You know what I'm saying? Can I get 12, 13 chapters on parenting when they say this, do this, when they say this, do this, when they say, but we, we have an awesome story of Joseph. Um, listen, God had a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and, and jo Jacob married Rachel and, and had Joseph, and, and Joseph was favored. Joseph, Joseph got a coat that all the, other, all, all the other of his brothers didn't get. You know, he was looking fresh, looking good. Joseph would walk around camp with his robe on, you know, looking really, you know, how you doing? Joseph was a dreamer had a dream, and you know what? Here's the, one, the funny thing, and if, if you spend some time, which I just don't have the time to go through all of it, but it's amazing that Joseph, his brothers despised him because of the favoritism that Jacob showed. You'll, you'll read that in, in chapter 37. But it's amazing that jo Joseph was so naive to share his dream with people who despised him. Can I tell you that maybe sometimes when you face rejection, you're telling the wrong crowd? You need to know that just because they're your cousin, just because they're your boss, just because they're in your, just because people are around, not everyone can handle your dream. And you got to be very careful who you tell your dream to because Joseph was naive to the fact 
of what could really be in someone's heart. It's amazing how when someone gets a new job, we're not like, man, great job, making more money, what's up? We're like, oh, you think you're better than me now, huh? I see what you're you're driving now, I see. I see what you're driving now. And it's like, I'm advancing. I'm putting my hand to something. God's blessing. Oh, well, you you just had it easy. Well, you just, I know no one's probably ever heard anything like that. But can I tell you this? He was despised. And I want to spend some time, because we could spend a lot of time here. But I feel like God's given me four defining moments for those who are going to thrive. Four defining moments for those who are going to thrive. And, um, you know, uh, I see this throughout the whole story of Joseph's life. You know, I believe that there was a time that you had a dream, that there was something that you wanted to do. Your goal was to be this, and it didn't matter what it is, uh, to own a business, to be a wife, to be a mom, to, 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 to be a husband, to be a father, to own your own home. To, it, it doesn't matter what it is, to, to write that book, to um, be an artist and, and get your stuff illustrated in, in a magazine, it, write a newspaper article, finish college. It, it doesn't matter what it is, but there were some goals and some things that you set for yourself that you you wanted to do and I want to talk about it's very easy it's good preaching and it's easy preaching to preach the dream and we could have the whole man we could have everybody up clapping and yelling and talk about the dream the dream the dream and everybody's like oh hallelujah the dream oh bless God the dream we all have a dream that's good and the dream is easy to preach but after the dream is when the hard part starts. You know what I'm saying? It's after the dream. You know, I didn't need no help when I was, when I was 20 years old thinking about all the things I wanted to do. It's just been the last 21 years walking through that mug. You know what I'm saying? That was the, that's the part I needed help with. Listen, four defining moments for those who are going to thrive. First, you have to know, as soon as he had the dream... There was the attack. See, God gives you something, but the devil wants to steal it. And the Bible teaches us that as soon as the seed goes forth, that he comes to steal the seed. And, and so th- there is no time gap from the time that you get it to the time that you're attacked. What happened with Jesus? Jesus showed us in Matthew that when the heavens opened up and God said, this is my son who I am well pleased, instantly he got attacked. Now, if Jesus was attacked, you will be too. Immediately, God puts Adam and Eve in the garden, and they're there, they're hanging out, ain't nobody else. There's no culture, there ain't no rap music, you know what I'm saying? There, there is, there, there's no kids on the corner selling drugs, there's no uh, uh, whatever, you, whatever you think has made this, MTV's not playing. Uh, it's just them two naked in the garden. And as soon as God gives them dominion to do whatever they want, (laughs) here comes the enemy. Hello. You want more, don't you? Yeah. And so for us to be naive to the thought that there's not going to be an attack, that because we are the righteousness of, right, of, of God and in Christ Jesus, and because we're the, the, the head and not the tail, and because, listen, 
There are going to be moments when opposition, because opposition produces something. Without opposition, you wouldn't work as hard. Without opposition, you wouldn't get better. Without opposition, does that make sense? And so don't think it a strange thing when the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And we are going to do a disservice by our kids coming up in this church if they feel like if they serve God, they'll never be attacked. All you got to do is go to church. Come on. No, all you got to do is go to church, listen to the word, do it. Because let me tell you something. Life is hard. That doesn't mean it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. But if we raise a group of people up that think that they're not going to have an attack or they're not going to have an adversity, then they, they can't line up the God I heard and the, the life I'm living. Come on, is this good? In Genesis chapter 37, verse 23 through 28, let's look through this. This is the passage where Joseph, his brothers, are just very hateful and very mean. And here's the story. And they sat down to eat the meal, and they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites. Now, they have already taken Joseph. Joseph was naive. He came up, and can I tell you, Joseph represents millions of Christians. Come on, I got my coat. I got my new life. There's not a devil. There's not an enemy. Hi, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Everybody's for me. I go to church. Everybody wants me to win here. Everybody wants me to succeed. Everybody, nobody cares if I do a public school or Christian school or private. Nobody, everybody's for me. Come on, some of y'all are like, oh, Lord. It just got deep there, didn't it? I'll back up. Listen, my point is this, that the reason that wisdom is important for us is because we need to know the schemes and we need to know what the enemy's going to try to do. We need to be ready and prepared to think that you're going to come to church and no one's ever going to offend you. Well, you sat in my seats. Can I just tell you this? There are no seats in this church. They're, they're not. But I want someone to take your seat. I'm praying that someone takes you. I'm praying you're so full, we're so full, you have to stand up. Well, I'm not going to a church that I have to stand up. What? <laughs> I don't want there to be seats. I don't, well, 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 the, the pastor didn't say hi to me. Listen, let me tell you, I grew up with ADD. So I don't even say hi to my wife sometimes. <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is this. Come on, we'll, I will thrive in my life. Look, look, let's finish this. Coming from, uh, stay with me, stay with me. Coming from Galat, with their camels bearing spices, balm, and myrrh, on the way to carry them down to Egypt. And the brothers, lis and the brothers listened, and the Midianite teachers passed, so the brothers pulled Joseph up out of the pit, uh, pulled and lifted him up out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. 
Come on, is that messed up? That's a bad day. That's a bad day. That's not like a Lifetime movie right there. That's a Lifetime movie. I'm just, you just hear the music playing. Listen, what I want to say is this. In this moment, Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a coat. Joseph was favored by his father. There is a time when you are young and you're growing up in this church. We're not over there. We're, and if you're here, you'll hear the kids yelling and laughing over in church. <laughs> We're not trying to talk to them about, it's going to be terrible. I mean, we want them to to know their father is excited about them and clothes them with righteousness and they're ready to roll. And you know what? They're favored among men. That's what we want them to know. But when they get a little older, that's why we're not having youth group. That's why we're not making children's church till they're in 12th grade. Because when you come in here, we want you to go that yes, he loves you. Yes, you're favored. Yes, you're called. But you need to know some things. You need to know some things about life. And here's what they did. Check this out. They stripped him. They pushed him. They belittled him. They benefited from his adversity. And they tried to cover up their evil. And maybe you have experienced that very thing. Someone did that thing to you. And there's discouragement that is set in. This man was stripped of his favor and his dignity. Maybe you felt like you were stripped of your title, your position, where you were in life. Come on, somebody. Maybe you felt like someone did something to you and they took something from you. That wasn't your plan. It wasn't the way you wanted it. But they took something from you. They pushed you. They pushed you into an area, into this pit where I can't get out myself. You don't think if Joseph wanted to get out, he would have got out? The reality is this. They belittled him. Can you imagine them all by the campfire talking and hanging out and laughing? And he's screaming and pleading for mercy. They benefited from his adversity. Maybe there was a divorce happened, and, and, and the one who did the wrong made out with the most money. See, it's easy to preach a disconnected gospel, but when we start living in the very fact that, guess what? There's an attack of the enemy. And then maybe, maybe you... Someone did something to you and then they tried to cover it up? A business partner? Someone? Can I tell you this? Maybe you have felt stripped of your pride and security, pushed away, belittled. But God has a plan for your life and don't you stay there. I want to go ahead and tell you that in Joseph's darkest night, when he was in the pit, sold into slavery, Genesis chapter 32, verse 2 says, put that up there. And the Lord was with him. 
The Lord was with you. Some of you need to be reminded that you are not alone, that you are not alone, that you are not by yourself, that you are not trying to figure it out on your own. Come on, somebody, that you are not alone. And that if God was with me, why would it be so dark? If God was with me, why would it be so real and so hurtful and so painful? If God was real, then why didn't he protect me from all of this adversity? Why did this happen? If God is so loving and good, why would he allow this to happen? Because there's an assignment on your life and it is greater than your pain. There's an assignment on your life and it's greater than your pain. Can I tell you something? There is an attack, but God was with him. God was with him. They didn't kill him. See, we think it can't be worse. It could be worse. It can't get any worse. It could be worse. You can be taking a dart nap, bro. It could be worse. There's an attack. The second thing that happens, talking about four things to thrive. After the dream, there's an attack. The second thing is this, temptation. There is a difference between the attack and temptation. The attack tries to kill you. The temptation is something that happens and lures you from within. You hear what I'm saying? In this, in this, in this part, we see that, that Joseph is sold into slavery. We see that a man named Potiphar buys Joseph as a slave. And, 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 and Joseph, come on, because the enemy cannot kill you. The enemy cannot destroy you. Does that make sense? And so Joseph starts to rise. Things start to happen. Immediately he becomes in charge of everything that Potiphar has. Now, he's a slave. He didn't have a lot of rights. But he has the most power in the house. And all of a sudden, he starts to rise. And come on, that may be you. You came through your attack. Dear God, it was a hard, it was a hard night. You cried. It was terrible. It was hard. You, but you came through, and now you're starting to rise a little bit. You're starting to get some, some confidence back. You're trying to get your swagger back a little bit. You, you, you're not crying every day anymore. The, the life is starting to, people are, are starting to tell you, oh, I see your giftings. Oh, you're good. Oh, I can, man, you are really something. And then all of a sudden, here it comes. Because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you, listen, he's worse than ISIS. The enemy will not quit. That's why this race is run to the end all the way. Listen, let me, let me, let me show you the scripture verse. Genesis chapter 39, verse 11 and 12. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work. Hey, he's just working. I'm just trying to get my work. I'm just trying to get my 40 hours in. I'm just trying to get my work right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to do my thing, be faithful in the little, come on, ruler over me. I'm just trying to get my work. And then none of the men were in the house. Uh-oh. You can hear the music. Do, 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 do. You know what I'm saying? None of the men were in the house. They were inside. And she caught him by the garment saying, lie with me. Ugh. But he left the garment in her hands and ran outside. Now, this... If I back up a couple verses just for the sake of time, I didn't. But she, she was like an antagonist. 
It wasn't like, hey, lie with me. It was like, lie with me, lie with me, lie with me, lie with me. Oh, lie with me, lie with me, lie with me. The Bible says it was multiple times. It was like a multiple times. Lie with me, lie with me. And then when he finally, when the dude was finally in the house by himself, <laughs> what you doing? Listen, can I tell you this? She provided a false sense of freedom and security. Come on, if I, if I give in to this, come on, at least I, I'll have a little bit more than what I have after all. And it's in these moments that we begin to vindicate our pain and we start making allowances and I am allowed to do this. And listen, they, they got away with it. Did they? Did they get away with it? See, you have to go to the end of the story to realize that they didn't. In fact, when their father died, all the men tried to send a note saying, please don't kill us, we're your servants. They had to deal with it. So they were thinking about it every single day of their life. For the day that Israel dies, Jacob, for them to want to come in and bow before, they had been thinking about it for years it had never left them. Don't be so naive to think, well, they got away, or maybe I'll get away. He ain't getting away. And if you take this temptation, it will sure enough hurt you. Is this good? It'll hurt you. Listen, she provided a false sense of freedom and security. She, she offered Joseph a quick advancement over a solid advancement. And can I tell you, there's a lot of businessmen here. There's a lot of people, you work in business every day, and you better be very careful for that quick advancement. Yeah. You better be very careful about cutting this corner, having a little bit of integrity issue. You know what, hey, could you work the numbers a little bit? Hey, could you, hey, you better be very careful because that quick advancement may not be solid. And you need to walk away from that thinking, you know what, thank you for that opportunity, but I'm going to go ahead and do it just like I am. Well, other people will pass you. That's fine. Let them climb on a ladder that'll fall. But I'm going to do something sure. The third thing is time. And this is sometimes the hardest out of all of them. You know, the attack, the temptation. Come on, if I get attacked, I can blame somebody. If I get tempted, I can ask for forgiveness. But time, dang, I can't do nothing with that. It's just a lot of time. How long was Joseph in prison? 13 years. He came in at 17. He left at 30. 13 years of slavery. We're in a generation that I don't want to wait for anything. Oh, I got the vision. I need to go do it. I don't want to perfect my craft. I don't want to be faithful. I don't want to learn how to pay no bills. I don't want to do. I just want to get married because I love her. Uh-oh. I don't want to learn how to do anything. Oh, God called me. I have a, I have a prophetic call on my life. I, I'm just going to go speak to the nations. Uh -huh, but, but you stutter now. And so why don't you come and get some training and some learning, and God will develop you and grow you as your character grows but you cannot skip time. Seed, time, harvest. You can't skip time. If, if God wanted to skip time, he'd have sent Jesus as soon as Eve ate the fruit. You don't skip time. Nobody skips time. 
Time is a valuable commodity that develops you for where you're going. Nobody skips time. Time sometimes can be the worst. It can frustrate you. Come on, how many of you have been in the season? Don't raise your hand. But when? When? God, when? Can I tell you this? God hears you. God hasn't left you or forsaken you. Yesterday I was driving back home. And uh, a young man called me. And um, he was broken. Discouraged. He's just like, you know what, I, I, I failed so many times in my life. And I started saying, well, list me your failures. Well, what are they? It was nothing. I mean, he hadn't sold, sold crack to children. You think of all the, he hadn't nuked anybody. I'm not saying that they weren't big to him, but the devil had him so bound in his mind that I can't, it's just all over for me. At 23 years old, it's over. <laughs> what? It's not over for me. I, there are things that Katie and I want to see happen. I'm 41. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's half yet. But, but, but. There's things I haven't done yet. There's things I want to do that I haven't finished, that I haven't done. And so, well, I guess I'm 41. Probably not going to happen. Probably happen for somebody else. It always does. Come on. Listen. Listen. 13 years of serving, 13 years of faithfulness. You cannot microwave the dream. You cannot microwave the dream. You cannot get the dream in an instant. It takes time. Don't be discouraged. Look at someone and say, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Serve well. Grow. Learn. Become. Be faithful. Use your gifts. Your gifts will make room for you. If you're in a situation where you're not using your gifts, then, you can't, then no room is being made. That's why we want you to come through our framework. That's why we want you to come through all three. Because we believe that you'll grow as you touch ministry. And my goal is not to get you in a life group. My goal is to get you leading one. Yeah. Well, why, why? Why would you want me? I don't know. I can't do that. Because when people are coming over to your house to receive a word from you, you'll study. Dang, I'm thank y'all for here. We bought cookies. <laughs> y'all got anything? I mean, <laughs> and if you're married, I'm going to tell you this. If your wife has to clean the house, you better be ready. You know what I'm saying? We brought all these people here to clean the house and bought the food. You better have something to say. <laughs> Listen, the last one is this. Is Testimony. Come on, the testimony. That, that, this, is, this is what encourages people. The Bible says we overcome by the word of our testimony. The testimony is it. Here, look at this verse in, in Genesis 41, verse 37 through 41. We're almost out of here. So, and, and, so Joseph has been in jail. The Potiphar's wife lied and put him in jail. He was rising, being the head servant for um, his master. Potiphar, Joseph runs out naked. The wife says, <laughs> he tried to do the do. 
Potiphar throws him in jail, and he's been serving in Pharaoh's jail all this time. He interprets two dreams, and they are completely correct. And, the, and Joseph says when this guy leaves, who's the dream he interprets while in jail, he says, hey, remember me. And he goes back, and he lives amongst the, king, the, the Pharaoh's palace, and he forgets all about Joseph. But all of a sudden, we're now in a situation where Pharaoh has a dream, and no one can interpret it. And the guy who got his dream interpreted while he was in jail with Joseph says, hey, Pharaoh, bro, I know somebody. Here's this. Pharaoh stands, Joseph stands before Pharaoh in his court. At this moment in time, Pharaoh is the ruler of the free world. Here is a slave, ratted, tattered, broken, unwanted, unused, broken dream. But because he never quit, he is standing face to face with Pharaoh. He interprets the dream correctly. And here's the deal. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all the serpents. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man whom is, who is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all of my people, shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. In other words, you're it. Here's what I want to tell you. You have three options if you're going to thrive. You can give in, you can deny the problem, or you can face it. You can give in and just quit. I've tried so hard. I've tried so. I thought it was this. I thought it was that. I tried. You don't know how many jobs. You don't know how I tried. I just tried. Well, just quit. But here's the deal even in your quitting, you won't be happy. You think if I just give up, then, I will, then I'll be happy because I won't have to deal with the pressure of this dream. No, when you quit, you'll be miserable and you'll make wrong choices and you'll go deeper and deeper and you'll feel less and less like who you've been created to be. You can't quit. Quitting's not an option. The second thing is that we've got to face our problems. Are you discouraged? What are you discouraged about? Why? Where do you need to grow? Where do you need to develop? Where do you need to stretch? It cannot be always everybody else's fault. Joseph was in jail because of something he didn't do. But he had to make the best, come on somebody, and be faithful in doing where he was at in order to get to the next place. And a lot of us don't want to be faithful because I didn't put myself here. My other pastor did. My husband did. My wife did. My mom did. My dad did. I know that it's painful, but what does that have to do with anything? Well, you're so insensitive, pastor. No. 
I'm trying to see you thrive and move forward. And I'm trying to break the bondage of the enemy off of your life so that you're not discouraged and you're not victimized your whole life. And you have a testimony because we need you. This church needs your testimony because there will be a broken man. There will be a broken woman who feels like they can't, but then they'll hear your story. Tills will start coming down their eyes. And for the first time in years, they'll have a little hope. And they'll believe that even with my mess-ups and my screw-ups and my... I can still get this dream? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. Come on, there's a testimony waiting for you. we got to face it. Some of it's them, some of it's you. How can I face what's mine so that I can be called out among men and say, you're the best for this. Say this, I will thrive. Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at The House, follow us on social media at The House underscore NWA.